This is the Fantasy Road Show. What's up, all you roadies? How you doing today? Thanks for joining us. This is the Fantasy Road Show. We are your hosts. My name is Ryan. This is Coles. You can find us on the Twitter machine right here at Fantasy underscore Trucker. You can find him at Coles underscore Sports. Follow the show at Fantasy Road Show. Follow us on Twitter, uh, on YouTube as well at YouTube.com slash Sports Ethos. Roadie, roadies. Oh, yeah. Um, we're getting into it today. We are talking NFC South Divisional Breakdown. We got two left, Mike. We got the South and the North ending it on a high note, you know, being a Chicago pod. So, um, but yeah, man, uh, initial thoughts, NFC South. I mean, worst division in football. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely in contention for worst division of football. Um, uh, probably, probably on the bottom there. I know the AFC South isn't very good, but the Jags are better than any team in the NFC South or AFC South. So. Yeah, I um, probably the Titans are better than any team in the NFC South also. What was that? I would probably say the Titans are better than any team in the NFC, NFC South as well. Yeah, I would agree with you. I uh, I think you are – that is an accurate assessment. Um, Maybe. And yeah, I mean – yeah. It would be close. <laughs> I mean, it would be close. Titans, well, Saints, Falcons would be close. I mean – I think if I'm looking at the schedule and I'm looking at the Saints playing the Titans and I I want to pick the Titans to win that game, I just, uh, you know, with Vrabel and um, now with DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry, they just seem like the better team to me. So, Top 10 But same defense. goes with the Panthers. Yeah, same thing goes with the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Bucks. So, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, this is the worst division in football, and we're talking about them today. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So uh, we're going to break it down for you guys. We're going to tell you all the fantasy implications and um, um, some gambling odds and uh, fun stuff about the worst division in football. So, um, Mike, do you want to kick it off? Um, what's uh, what's your rundown? Who, who do you think wins the division? Um, where do you have them all placing? Yeah, I think first we should buckle up. <laughs> All right, now that we got that out of the way, yeah, um, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, um, so I think that, I mean, this is an interesting division. I could see really any team. I could see the Falcons and Saints win the division. Panthers, maybe they'd have to play like perfect football, but for them, but I could see the Falcons, Saints, or Panthers winning the division. Um, you know, we'll be talking about the NFC North next, uh, you know, after this. And I think that literally any of those teams could win the division here. I think the Bucks are probably the only team that are just not good. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to trust Baker Mayfield, even if he lit the field on fire his first uh, preseason game. But yeah. yeah, so I have the Falcons at 10 and 7 winning the division. I have the Saints at 8 and 9. Panthers at seven and ten, and the Bucks at four and thirteen. Um, right. And honestly, like I might be a little bit too low on the Saints. I think it's really going to come down to how well that defense is this year. Uh, they always play really tough in the in the Superdome. So, um, you know, I I think this 
I don't know. I like I could talk myself into the Saints winning this division and being one of the best teams in the NFC. Um, I just need to see that defense take a huge step forward. Kind of like how I was saying the Panthers, in order for them to win the division, everything would have to go right for them. I could see a, yeah. a path where the Saints make the NFC Championship game. Um, they would just need everything to go right for them and play. Yeah. The defense needs to play to the highest level. Um, Derek Carr needs to be, you know, elite game manager, come in and, and really know how to use those weapon weapons um, to the best of their ability. So because of the first year, Derek Carr um, and so much question marks on the both sides of the ball. I have them going eight and nine and I have the Falcons winning the division. That being said for the Falcons to win the division, Ritter needs to be good enough. (laughs) And um, I don't know that I would confidently um, say that, say that that's the case. So what, what do you have? What do you have as your record here for that? So I, I have it uh, very similar, but um, I have the saints winning the division. Uh, I think they're going to be the best team in this uh, division. I have them at 10 and seven. Um, And I I have the Panthers and the Falcons both at eight and nine, but I think the Panthers um, have, or end up beating the Falcons more uh, in within the division. So they'll have the number two spot. Falcons at number three, and then the Bucks. I have them winning three games. Um, I, I don't think they're very good. And, you know, this division last year, uh, the Bucks won the division at eight and nine. Everybody else, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons all won seven games. But this division, every almost basically every team is has a different outlook. I mean, the Bucks lose Tom Brady, and now they got Baker, who looks somewhat decent. Panthers got the rookie quarterback, Bryce. Uh, the Saints grab Derek Carr, and then the Falcons are starting with Desmond Ritter. So um, this division looks a whole lot different, but um, that's kind of where I have met. I think the Saints are the best team in the league or best team in this division. And um, uh, But it'll be a close race. Uh, you know, I only have them winning two more games than the Panthers and the Falcons. So, Yeah. Um, I, uh, so here's like – here's what the win totals are for all these teams. Oh yeah, let me know. Drop it on me. And to be honest, like I could see you being exactly right with you know the ten and seven Saints, eight nine eight nine. Uh, it's just going to be a bad division, and they're going to beat up on each other. They're, I mean, I don't. I think like the best team in the division will go four and two. In you know what I mean? Like no one's going to yeah. just sit here and beat up they're going to be beating each other up all year and that's why you're going to see those records being so close to 500 one of the teams is going to have to make the playoffs and then you know what do they do once they're there that's why i said saints you know who knows they could end up going 10 and 7 and somehow getting a home game in the playoffs and the superdome being rowdy and then they win a playoff game like uh but anyways falcons are at eight and a half wins saints are at nine and a half wins Panthers seven and a half wins and Bucks six and a half wins. Okay. This division Vegas sees this division as Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Bucks all separated by a game. Um, so you know, kind of what we think. Um, 
I'm just going to go ahead and say the Falcons and that young core is nasty. And Bijan is, you know, makes it a whole different team on offense. You know, they had, I think, what, Mariota, Mariota as their quarterback at one point when they were like, yeah, maybe going to maybe first place in the division. Yeah, definitely in contention for sure. Or something like that. Ridiculous. So it's going to be an ugly conference, uh, ugly division, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm I'm sliding with the Saints. Just, you know, I think Derek Carr's experience, um, you know, he's got more experience than all three of them combined uh, at this point pretty much. So, yeah, um, I think that's going to bode well for them. And, uh, you know, the Saints defense, uh, they have the best defense out of in the division. Um, and, uh, you know, it is what it is, but the Falcons got the Falcons have a really good offensive line. They have the new and the new best running back in the league, Bijan Robinson. So yeah, they're going to be dangerous, man. The Falcons could easily do it. And Desmond Ritter's got all the pieces to succeed. So yeah, uh, we'll see what happens, but, um, let's uh, start with the Fal or the saints. Sure. Break them down. Let's do it. Um, Derek Carr, um, probably not a quarterback you're going to be drafting, um, unless you're in a two quarterback league and, uh, he's your quarterback three, uh, something like that. Um, but you know, I, I think he's a pretty safe, safe option. If that's the case, um, you could rely on a, on a spot start. Um, but you know, his, his upside isn't much. I don't think he's going to win you any weeks, but he's not going to, I don't think he's going to lose you any weeks either. You know? I mean, like he's definitely a streamable quarterback. Um, yeah, I think that's what I was getting at. So, like we've seen him in the past when he's crushing it on offense, and he's put up some very good games in the past. I know yeah. last season was a little bit different, but you know, Alave's. Let's look here. Alave is. His line on Vegas is 10, 10, 50 and a half. So, you know, Vegas sees him as a thousand yard receiver. Um, any quarterback that supports a thousand wide receiver, a thousand yard wide receiver is going to have some, you know, big games. Um, Vegas has him as a 37 and a half, 3,700 and a half, um, passing yard quarterback, you know, 23 and a half, uh, passing touchdowns. So I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, he could be a streamable backup type quarterback option. Um, if the saints are good and win their division, then I think that, uh, Derek Carr could be a viable starter at times. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not necessarily like, saying he's not a factor in fantasy football. I think that, you know, on your bye week, he's someone that you can definitely look to. He, I mean, he could all, he could almost always be like this year's Jared Goff too. Like, yeah, just a solid has start. a ceiling that is there. Um, or like if you have Goff and you trust him that he's going to just have awesome games at home again, then Derek Carr would be a perfect person to kind of, scoop up and when golf goes on the road trust that you can start them to get you points so yeah i mean uh, Derek carr is not a sexy name but just know like he he slings the ball over four thousand yards in four of his last five seasons like he 
he airs it out. So um, he's going to get Olave the ball. He's going to try to get Michael Thomas back involved and Rashid Shahid. Um, you know, uh, but the the the, uh, the Saints have a pretty easy schedule. Um, the on the metric I'm looking at, they have the easiest schedule as a team. Um, that that's also in part because it's a terrible division and not great defenses. So, but um, Chris Olave is being drafted as. Um, I mean, I'm not sure the updated ADP, but being drafted in the back end of the second, early third. Mike, you comfortable taking Olave there? Or are you looking for other players in that range? Yeah, I like Olave. Um, I think he's a great receiver. Uh, I, I would be totally fine rostering Olave. Um, I think that he's kind of at the end of a tier, and I would put him above T. Higgins for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, I probably have Devonte. I have Devonte Smith right before uh, Alave, so he's my wide receiver fourteen. I'm totally fine going with him. Um, yeah, yeah. If he falls to me, I'm okay drafting him. It's just in that specific pocket, end of the second, early third. Um, I've been going Josh Allen a lot because I think he's going to be the number one overall fantasy player this year. Uh, so I've been scooping up him up if I can in the third in recent drafts. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm totally fine with going Olave. Uh, if he's, Allen's gone, uh, you know, it all depends on how the board shakes out. But he's my wide receiver 14. Um, his ADP is probably right around that. What's what? What's his ADP? Um, um, his I have it previously at wide receiver uh yeah, 13, 13.8. So, uh, yeah, there you go. He's right on par with where he's, his ADP is. So I'm not necessarily, you know, I, that's where I have him. He, uh, yeah. updated. This says he's at 12 wide receiver, 12, uh, on, so fan, he's moved up fantasy pros. So, um, let's see. Yeah, twelve point seven is his current, according to Fantasy Pros. So, yeah, right on par. Okay, all right, sounds good. The, the question um, mark to me in that wide receiver room is Michael Thomas. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how I feel up. about him. I'm probably just staying away. But like, I don't know. Last year when he didn't, when he was healthy, he looked like a very viable option. Is sure-handed guy to score touchdowns in the red zone or get you your first downs uh he's always had that slant be like one of his go-tos and they certainly did it when he was healthy last year for that short period so if he stays healthy he can be great that's a big if i'm probably just staying away but you know that's that's just how i feel about he's been away oh been away from being a (laughs) producing fantasy player for too long for my liking how how long has it been what was that like 2018 something like that let's double check because i it, it has been a long time but it it also feels a lot longer than it probably is he was the number one wide receiver in fantasy in 2019 um and then played seven games in 2020 played none in 21 three in 2022 so yeah. You know, he had three games and three touchdowns, uh, 16 receptions, 171 yards and three touchdowns in three games last year. So, you know, uh, that's 
a touchdown a game is uh turns out that's a pretty good number to have so yeah and i feel like he's being drafted late enough to where you know you could take a chance on him i mean he is it's michael thomas like he's a talented receiver no he hasn't done it in in a long time but there's still an opportunity there and if it ends up happening where he is back involved in the offense like he somewhat used to be, you're going to get value where you're drafting him. You know what I mean? He's being drafted right around what wide receiver 50, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I would – the only time you would ever see me draft him would be – Mike. he's wide receiver 42. Oh, okay. Um, overall ADP is 107.7. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just see other names that I like, like – Traylon Burks is wide receiver 41. I would go Traylon Burks before I would go Michael Thomas, um, Kadarius, Tony, Elijah Moore. Uh, those are names that I'm going before. I, Elijah Moore, I would go 15 out of 15 hundred yeah. times before I go. I, I'm right there with you. Michael I agree. Uh, what about Rashid Shahid? Um, are you interested in Rashid Shahid this year at all? In a best ball format, yeah, because he's a big time play. He's a you know home run hitting type player. Um, mm-hmm. Is he going to be good? I don't know. Um, he's an undrafted wide receiver out of Weber State at the end of the day, but um, you know he had twenty eight receptions, four hundred eighty eight yards, and two touchdowns. So. Yeah. You know the big showed some showed some flashes. Yeah, so like the big play um, is there. So very late flyer in a best ball format, but I wouldn't draft him in uh, redraft by any means. I own him in dynasty as like a stash and see if he turns into anything. But yeah, um, Willie probably not. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I just don't think Derek Carr's a good enough quarterback to like make someone who isn't outstanding relevant. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Matt Collins, I guess, was for a bit last year. But, you know, no, I don't think Rashid Shahid is worth rostering in redraft. Um, Best ball, definitely think he's a guy you can take a shot on late. And uh, yeah, anyways. All right. Well, how about um, Mike? Jimmy Graham is back in the NFL. Like he is back with the Saints. Um, I I mean, they also have Juwan Johnson and um, still have Taysom Hill. I'm not drafting any one of those tight ends personally, but um, I find it interesting that Jimmy Graham's back, man. Yeah, um, not relevant in fantasy. Juwan Johnson catches touchdowns. Um, congratulations, Jimmy Graham, on being back in the NFL. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I remember when I saw that come through, I'm like, dude, he's he's going to retire. He's just retiring as a saint. Like, it's one of those one-day contracts, but yeah, not the case. Yeah, not the case. running back room here, again, is, I think, the most noteworthy part of this team. Uh, Kamara, three games, I think that's better than what um, I was expecting. I was expecting, you know, six, four to six, so to hear three is definitely – um, awesome. He looked great running the ball. Um, he looks like Alvin Kamara running the ball this in, in this first week of preseason. Um, mm-hmm. Kendry Miller dinged up his knee again. 
They signed Jam- uh, they signed uh, Daryl Williams. Um, Jamal Williams is going to be their you know workhorse the first three games this season. So honestly, I think there's value in Jamal and uh, Alvin Kamara. I don't really know if Alvin Kamara is shot up or just kind of stayed put at his ADP, but if he there wasn't a very dramatic change there, then I'm in on buying Kamara. Um, and then also in on drafting Jamal Murray if you've taken someone like Brees Hall and you can come in. Jamal, and, uh, Jamal Williams. Jamal yeah. Murray. Jamal Murray. Yes, Jamal Murray. <laughs> uh, I'm in on Jamal Murray if you have someone like Javante Williams, Brees Hall. Did I say Murray again? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I thought I, you were just gonna roll with it. Like, no, nah, like Jamal Murray. I mean, on Jamal Williams, if you to use him as a hedge, if you like have someone like Javante Williams, someone like Brees Hall, yeah. um, who's gonna start slower this year, and you can just plug in Jamal Williams, get three great games out of him, and then um, he kind of turn into a hopeful like touchdown hog, like he was last year. So. Um, yeah, um, Alvin Kamara originally before he um, before the news broke, he was being drafted right around like running RB twenty eight, and now he's up at 22, 21 range, which I still think is pretty pretty cheap for Kamara. You know, he's gonna if he's only gone three games, he's he's gonna come back and be the guy. But Jamal, they got Jamal for a reason, man. I mean, he fits kind of like that Saints RB two role to a T, that uh, old Mark Ingram role. So. I could see Jamal having a very similar year as last year with a ton of rushing touchdowns and them utilizing him in the red zone. He's that type of guy. But, yeah, through the first three weeks, he's going to be, you know, probably a top 20, top 15 guy on a weekly basis um, based on his uh, usage and everything. So, yeah, I mean, and then Kendrick Miller, man, I was really excited about him. Obviously not good to hear about this uh, his knee issues, but I think he ends up bouncing back and um, still finishes the year pretty strong and shows some flashes throughout the year. Um, I like him in Dynasty. But, uh, I, yeah, I'm willing to draft Kamara and Jamal in redraft. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not as sold on Kendra. Like, I think they drafted him thinking that six games – I mean, thinking that three games was uh, not really in the cards. Like, I don't – when is he going to play this year? I just don't – if he's already having issues with his knee and you sign Jamal Williams and you have Alvin Kamara healthy and looking good, like, I don't see him really getting on the field. I I just don't know when they would bring – like, you're just going to bring him in because you drafted him in the second round? Um, I, I don't see the saints running out three running backs. I just like, there's no need to, if you have two guys that are not showing their age, which they're really not that old. They're in the prime of their running back careers. Um, Mm -hmm. especially Kamara, like you're going to use him as much as possible until he runs out of gas. He's just such a weapon and such a good running back. Um, I don't know that you want him off the field longer than for a Jamal Williams drive or two. You know what I mean? I yeah. So no, I, that makes sense. I, I mean, Kamara's got three years left on his contract, so he's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know? I, so I don't know. I don't know what to think about Kendra Miller. Um, 
anyways, that's just how yeah, I, how I, I, feel. I mean, yeah, I, I think with the few carries that he gets this year, he's he'll he'll show something that uh the team still wants him around, so that's all I'm but, saying. Well, so, what are they gonna do? Give him like a five carries? Well, he's game? not, he's not, he's not gonna go the entire year without a carry. But I don't understand like when he's going to get in the game is my point. Unless they're they'll find times they'll find the times to, to work like, him in. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, like I'm I'm talking like 30, 40, like maybe 30 carries total on the season, like very sporadically. Yeah, I guess. Um, so let's talk Falcons. I mean, Bijan Robinson and, you know, I can't talk highly. I can't speak higher. Uh, about Bijan as I have all season. Um, he's the best running back in the NFL and he hasn't played it down. Um, <laughs> two years ago behind this, uh, behind this Falcons line, um, Arthur Smith offense, Cordell Patterson had 4.8 yards per carry last year. Tyler Algier, Algier had 4.9 yards per carry. Um, then you bring in a talent like Bijan, he's just going to be all over the place. Um, he's an incredible pass catcher. He's going to be just everywhere in that offense. So between him, Kyle Pitts and Drake London, Desmond Ritter has everything you could uh, ever ask for. Um, it's hard for me to see him not succeed with those tools and he can run. So he doesn't really need to like, you just need to be able to throw the ball and make good decisions, like get the ball in the hands of those guys and let them do everything else. And you're going to be okay. So I just don't think Ritter needs to do that much. And I think he does have the talent to where this can all work. Um, I just want to see it happen. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I, you know, I think, yeah, like you said, that he doesn't have to do much for this team to succeed. Um, they love to run the ball. They were second in rushing percentage as a team, and they're probably going to repeat that again this year. Um, Bijan being the number one prospect, he's going to be the workhorse, but I'm sure they're going to, you're going to see Algier on the field. You're going to see Cordero on the field. Like they're going to be running the ball a lot. And when you run the ball a lot, you control the tempo of the, the game. So, um, yeah, I could see them winning games with Desmond Ritter throwing like 20 passes, even, you know, sometimes less than that. So um, kind of what we saw from the Bears last year, they just never threw the ball. They just constantly ran the ball, well, but they're going to Falcons gonna, be better at it. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to do that. I, they like I just feel like you can get. I'm trying to bring up his game log from last year. I just feel like you can get a passing game involved. Um, so last year he threw 30, 26, 33, and 26. So, yeah, I mean, like, right around that 30 range makes sense. I, I just think, like, the run is – they're going to establish the run, they're going to open up the offense, and then you have such good pass catchers that – like Bijan being one of them that you don't oh, have yeah. to do – you don't have to have this, you know, West Coast style crazy th thrown offense. You just need to be able to open it up with the run and then get the ball in pits, get the ball in London's hands um, because they are awesome as well. I mean, two of the top prospects at their position. Um, 
So Ritter's just got to be good enough to give him the ball. And honestly, like he's the kind of guy that if he is, if he does take a step in the right direction, it could be a pretty massive step just because of what he has around him. Um, I don't think, I don't think Cordero is going to run the ball at all. Honestly, um, I think they're going to, from what I've heard, they're going to move him back out to, uh, you know, maybe slot and get creative, maybe do some like end arounds and stuff like that. But, um, I think his time in the backfield is probably over. It's just like someone like Bijan that you draft number seven overall, he's going to be on the field as much as possible. Um, so yeah, uh, I think I could see Ritter being like an interesting dynasty quarterback to own. Um, even maybe like, you know, we did last year with Trevor Lawrence where we drafted Trevor Lawrence in the last round and then just cut him. And we're planning on picking him back up to heck you have him as a keeper in a keeper league. I could see that being something with Ritter where you get him in the last round, you know, you have to drop someone to add a kicker or defense. So you just kind of do that with Ritter. Um, because he, he could just take a huge step. I mean, Pickett is Kenny Pickett's kind of in that same boat. But um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about Algier? Like, what is his fantasy rele- relevancy? Um, um, you know, with Algier, I just think uh, he's kind of like the handcuff to Bijan with how well he performed last year, being a thousand yard rusher. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, four point nine a carry, like. Um, you know, I don't think he'll have much standalone value. You know, he'll probably still see anywhere from five to 10 carries a game. Uh, I don't think he'll get much more than 10, but um, it's a possibility they're going to be running the ball a lot. And um, I don't know. I just, I, if I have Bijan, I'll be looking to grab Algier later on in drafts. But other than that, I probably won't touch him. Yeah. I, uh, he's going to be involved in like, they're going to get creative, I imagine, having Algier back there at running back, maybe both of them back there, um, bring Bijan out in the slot. I don't know. I, I, just, I think they're, they're going to try to involve him as much as they can because he was so successful last year. Um, but we'll see what happens there. Um, Drake London, that's probably the only one I'm looking at in the wide receiver room. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are there. I mean, he's wide receiver 24. I do like drafting him if he falls to me. I'm not trying to stretch for him by any means, but he's talented enough. Him and Pitts both, like if they fall to me, I'm not against um, taking them based on where they're currently. Pitts is tight end six, 63.780p. If he slips a little bit, you know, I typically like going very high at quarterback or back, you know, uh, as I've talked about let, letting go all the way to Kincaid. But if Pitts falls, I think he's talented enough. And I do think the Falcons win the division. So um, he's going to have to play well. London's going to have to play well in order to do so. But those are the only two I look at um, with fantasy relevancy. Yeah, uh, I mean, yes, I I agree, I agree with you. I'm not really considering Mac Hollins, even though, um, you know, he seemed to play pretty well. You know, not not fantasy wise, but just a real NFL wide receiver. So, but yeah, Drake London in that range, 
like he's he's not the most anticipating pick for me. Like when I see him on the board, I tend to look elsewhere. Uh, and Kyle Pitts, I'm not really, I'm kind of fading him, but he's just it's it's hard to trust him, man. They the it's not like Desmond Ritter throws a lot of touchdown passes. He played what four games last year at the end of the season, threw a touchdown pass, and the last game out of those four went three games without throwing a touchdown pass. And Pitts three touchdown totals three total touchdowns in his first two seasons. So, um, yeah, he was able to get over a thousand yards. That's interesting. And Drake London will receive a large target share on this team. So he's probably the one I'm more interested in out of the two, but, um, yeah, it's just risky altogether with, uh, the uncertainty of Ritter. He had two touchdown passes in the last game. Don't short him. Well, yeah, but he also went three, three games playing every snap without yeah, throwing a touchdown only, you, pass. You only gave him one. He doubled that amount. Well, I said he it took hey. him three game, four games to throw a touchdown oh, pass. I That's all I said. I didn't one. say he threw a touchdown pass. I just said it took him that long to throw a touchdown. He had uh, 19 for 30, 224, and two touchdowns. Um, two rushes, nine yards. 22.31 fantasy points that game. Um, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. It's just, it's just risky, that's all. What's risky? It's risky drafting pass catchers from the Falcons with the uncertainty of Ritter. That's all. In that range. Yeah, yeah like I just think that all of that is baked into Pitts' ADP now, so uh, where he was – getting drafted based on hype in previous years. Now um, I think it's just straight potential um, and it's at a pretty good price. So he's got top three, top two potential. Um, that's his ceiling. So, I mean, I'm okay with you taking a shot saying there's no way he falls on his face for another year. Um, they've got more weapons. They're going to be a better offense. So I definitely think his ceiling is a lot higher than tight end six. But um, that's really all I got for the Falcons. Um, I'm really hopeful that Ritter looks good. I'm really hopeful that the entire offense, I mean, give me all the Bijan I can get. Um, if there is a one QB, two running back, two wide receiver um, league with a, with a flex. I'm taking him at the 103 spot um, almost every single time. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Panthers is an interesting team because I have them at seven at ten, seven and 10. You had them at eight and nine. Um, and it's not because of their offense. So fantasy wise, like, I like Bryce Young. Um, I do think there's value in the wide receiver room. And I'm personally not a Miles Sanders guy, but if you do like his talent, then you should be all over him because um, his ADP is pretty good and his opportunity is going to be massive. So, if you think he's got talent, then you should be drafting him in every single league. Um, I just don't, but they're going to be feeding him the ball all year. So that's kind of my high level of the Panthers. What do you think? 
Um, I think the Panthers are going to be better than people think or better than Vegas expects them to be. Uh, Bryce Young looks like the smartest quarterback, um, rookie quarterback ever. I mean, did you hear that report that he's already teaching protection schemes to the offensive line, like in training camp? Like, yeah, it's just kind of that's unheard of. Level. You also yeah, so, you think that they're going to be better by a half of a game than Vegas? I just want to be clear about that. It's still better, but yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be better than Vegas thinks, and I think they're going to be better than other people think as well. Um, even if it's just by a half a game, <laughs> still better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bryce Young, I'm willing to take a chance on him in drafts. Um, and you know, he's getting, he's being drafted late, late, probably in the twenties. Uh, I'd have to double check. Uh, yeah, I think it's like 24, 25. Um, let's see. Bryce Young. Um, Bryce Young, QB 19 on fantasy pros. Yeah. Yeah, I'm willing to I'm willing to take a chance on him in uh, two quarterback leagues, um, even as a backup quarterback in, in a one quarterback league. Even though I don't usually draft two quarterbacks in that setting, but um, yeah, I think Bryce Young's going to be good, man. And I'm I'm really high on Miles Sanders. Uh, I think Miles Sanders is going to be a workhorse there. They gave him a lot of money, um, and they have a decent offensive line there. And I think uh, we, with the amount of passing attack he's going to get, and with the uh, sheer volume of uh, carries he's going to get, I think he's going to be a really, really good running back. Uh, but the wide receivers, it's just, it's hard to tell. I mean, DJ Chark looks like the best one, but Adam Thielen's locked into the slot. And then you got Jonathan Mingo as a rookie. Who knows? Someone's going to emerge and be a weekly starter there. But I just, uh, you know, if I had to bet on someone, it would be DJ Chark. But Yeah, so Vegas has DJ Chark at 48.5 catches, 675.5 receiving yards. Um, and then Thielen's at 55.5 catches with 550.5 receiving yards with 4.5 touchdowns. So, you know, that's saying seven more catches Thielen's way, 175 more yards Chark's way. Um, there's not a touchdown total for Chark. So, but anyways, that's pretty close to being depending on Chark's touchdown total that they have them from a fantasy points scored standpoint being pretty close. Um, whereas Thielen is the 54th uh, drafted wide receiver and Chark's the 65th. So more value in Chark probably uh, according to Vegas for whatever that's worth. Um, best ball. I'll take both of them on my best ball team just because of how far how, how far back in the draft you can get them and one of them's one of them they're either going to be pretty identical or one of them's going to kind of swallow up the other and have a huge year and then whatever Jonathan Mingo gets he gets but yeah Bryce Young Yeah, they're both very cheap. Bryce Young's the best rookie quarterback. He's the smartest. He's going to be good. There's going to be games when you're like damn, this guy is one of the future faces of the league. Um, so how quickly does that happen? I don't know. That's going to depend their success this year, um, and whether they can win the division or not, but yeah, that's kind of how I feel about the Panthers. He's outstanding. There's going to be value in the wide receiver room. And then Sanders will get all the opportunity that you can ask for. 
Um, I'm just not a big Sanders guy, but um, Hurst, maybe there's could be some value there. Yeah, like good best ball guy. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start him every week in a redraft league, but um, yeah, that's that that's what I got for you on the on the Panthers. Yep, that's about sums it up. Uh, how about the uh, the Buccaneers? Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield. The Buccaneers, um, I like Rashad White. I am interested if Mike Evans has another 1,000-yard season. What is Godwin going to do? Those are my questions. I don't, I don't know. Give me your – what do you think here? I mean – Um, I don't, I don't want to draft Godwin or Evans kind of where they're being drafted. I'm looking elsewhere. You know, I just don't believe in Baker, although he's kind of proven people wrong in preseason so far. He's looked pretty good. Um, but yeah, Rashad white, man, what's there not to like, he's a, he's a pass catching running back. Who's going to have the backfield to himself. 80 balls. You know? Yeah. Could be catching 80 plus uh, 80 plus receptions this year. My bold um, prediction, 80 balls. I could see that happening. Yeah. Uh, and then Godwin and Evans, man. Godwin's going to be the you know the possessional guy, and Evans will probably have more touchdowns and more yards, but I don't know, man. I just, like I said, I look elsewhere in that range where they're being drafted. Are, are these the best wide receivers? Is this the best wide receiver room that Baker's ever had? Um. Yes. Yes, it is. You think so? I think Mike Evans – well, I mean, he he was thrown to Odell Beckham at the time. Jarvis. Um, he had, uh, huh? Jarvis. Jarvis. Jarvis Landry, yeah. Yeah, I think I would say Chris Godwin is better than Jarvis, but um, depending on, I don't know, I think Odell Beckham, probably more talented receiver than Mike Evans, although Mike Evans has been doing it longer no. um, <laughs> on a consistent basis. Yeah, um, he's insane. He's an absolute Who? freak. Uh, Mike Evans. Yeah, I know, but I mean, so was Odell Beckham at, at that time too. You know, this was uh, he went to the from the Giants to the Chief, to the uh, Browns at the time, right? If I'm remembering correctly, Fuck Odell Beckham. Uh, <laughs> Evans just puts his head down, brings his lunch pail to work, and gets thousand yard seasons like it's his fucking day job, and you don't hear a word from him. Odell just bitches and causes a scene, and fucking thinks he's the hottest shit on earth. Um, yeah, 2014 till. 2022 Evans has had a thousand yards every season 2021 he's had 14 touchdowns 2020 13 touchdowns 2016 12 touchdowns his rookie year he had 12 touchdowns um he's just a stud man he's in my mind him and Von Miller are the best things to come out of A&M maybe the only things you'll hear me say positive to come out of A&M um, he's an absolute stud. That's what I'm going to be keeping an eye on is does he have another thousand yard, uh, receiving season? And quite honestly, like, I think the bucks want it for him and I think he wants it bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things that like, once you've done it for nine straight years, that's on your radar as like, Let's go for 10. So uh, I don't know. Um, very interesting. 
I just don't know what to think about this team. I, like I've been saying that they're going to be so bad for the extent of this year talking football, but then I like go out and see Baker do what he did this season, this, this weekend um, and look somewhat competent. And then you go out and see Mike Evans um, or you just look at Mike Evans and you're like, he's still so good. I mean, uh, if Baker can get the ball anywhere near him. That's going to be success. Uh, I like Rashad white, as we talked about earlier, Godwin's wide receiver, 26. He's in that pocket with Lockett, Christian Watson, Ayuk. Um, I don't know. They're kind of breaking. They're a team that I'm just kind of staying away from besides Rashad White probably because I just don't know. I have a bad feeling about their season, but also like they have such talented receivers. Yeah, absolutely. What are you doing? I'm looking at um, my notes on the Bucks. I'm just looking at their defense, and I'm, they're probably going to be playing from behind constantly. You know, they're going to be slinging the ball a lot. Uh, it's not that bad, but it's you know in the bottom half, definitely outside the top twenty. That's uh, PFF ranked them, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't know what to think about the Bucks. Like. I, I mean, I I have a winning three games, but they're they're gonna they're gonna win more than three games. They have like, to, right? As we're yes. talking through this, like I have yes. that four and thirteen, but like, they're probably gonna have five or six wins, six most likely. But Vegas has it that win total at six and a half, and I'm okay. Yeah. I'm comfortable with saying four and thirteen, but like when you talk about that offense, what where is the hole besides? Baker Mayfield, like their lines, is there? What's their line projection? Uh, their offensive line is 14th. Okay, so you know a so decent line, middle tier, yeah, um, competent enough line. <sighs> I just think Baker sucks when it comes down to it. Yeah, I mean he hasn't really, you know, he's just he hasn't shown much for people to really latch onto. You know, so I don't know. We'll All see right. what happens. Well, we powered through the NFC South worst division. It was brutal. Worst division. <laughs> worst division in in the NFL. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to hear anyone have a very strong stance on the NFC South because I think it's kind of hard to. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a lot of guys I'm targeting in this division. Um, I don't really want to pay much attention to this division uh, unless I am in the Superdome Houdatin and at an, a Saints game, which I think I'm going to for uh, actually the Bears Saints. But um, that's going to be the most I pay attention to them outside of Bijan Robinson. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, I guess that about does it for uh, our NFC South breakdown. Uh, tune in. We got the NFC North next and uh, a ton of other stuff. I do want to actually pull back on what I just said. That's not fair to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like Bryce Young. I just – you're not going to see me watching, like, Panthers games in full, but there is some exciting things happening in the South. It's just 
not this year in my mind. Um, Falcons, very exciting and young. Bryce Young, uh, Bryce Young is going to be awesome. So give it a couple of years and this division will be a lot more exciting. Uh, I just felt bad saying there's nothing to look forward to watch, <laughs> to watching with them this year. Uh, just completely shit on the whole division. Yeah, that was a little harsh, but yeah. B. John, Bryce Young, let's go. Buckle up.